Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Disruptive Doctrine fam. How we doing out there? It's your boy, Eddie E. Here once again, time and again, joined by the one and only Pastor Louie. Say what's up, Pastor Louie. What's up? What's up? What's, what's going up? on? We are still hanging on to the kingdom concepts, the upside down kingdom. We're going to kick this off mad quick. You guys already know who this is, what we're about. Hang on. And I hope you know how to swim because we're going deep. We're going to jump into some topics that can be rather controversial. No floaties today. But, <laughs> but uh, it is Holy Spirit ordained. Believe me when I tell you this is, this is going to be good. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to kind of start already making uh, somewhat of a uh, mini series. This is going to be like a two-parter. And the title of this mini series is Extreme Makeover Soul Edition. Yes. Now, now, the, just kicking this off, do you remember the show circa 2003, 2005? Do you remember the show called Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Yep. You remember? Move that bus. Move that bus. <laughs> yep. That's right. Bus driver, move that bus. That was Ty Pennington. My boy, Ty Pennington was the OG hype man. Like, oh, yeah. The man could, I mean, I think he weighed 150 pounds, probably soaking wet with jeans on. Mm -hmm. And he could he could make a crowd just erupt but why was he able to do that because of the premise of the show uh so if we look back for those of y'all that are a lot younger <laughs> um the show the premise behind it was you know people would send in videos of their homestead their homes and their situations and they would be selected uh to see if they were eligible to be helped uh, to the point where it was brand new home it was completely redone everything up to date, everything modernized up to that, to, to that time period. And, you know, at, at the time, and, and it actually was a very good show. Do you, yeah, do you, do you remember? I, I do remember, um, specifically because kind of our childhood, I mean, we didn't have the most extravagant houses as children. So and you would lit there and, and look and be like, man, I bet, yeah. we could, man, I bet that would be cool. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole point of that show was that there was a process See, they wouldn't just show up and build them a new house. There had to be a reviewing of the old homestead and then a tearing down of the old homestead. Yep. A removing of the old foundation, a removing of the old drywall, all the old stuff, all the mold, the mildew, everything that was in the home, in the house, and then starting over on the land that was already there. To rebuild a new home. So where are we going with this? Well, we're going to jump right in. Like I said, this is Extreme Makeover Soul Edition. And with today's uh, topic, we want to anchor on the Bible verse of Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. And then we jump to verses uh, 25 through 31. And if we look at that, it says, um, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Orpha that belonged to Joash, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. <laughs> so we have to, I'm just going to go ahead. There's a lot. There's a lot. So oh, we got to yeah. put a pin right here and, and explain what the reason was he was uh, threshing wheat in a, a wine press for. What's, what, why is that so important? First of all, what does Gideon's name mean? 
That I do not know, actually. It means one who cuts down. Ooh. One who cuts down. So Gideon, <laughs> one who is appointed, because back in the day, names weren't just names. Names were what you were known by. Names were what was attached to you. See where we're going with this? You see where we're going with this? Names was what identified you. It was an identifying marker to know you by a certain name. Because Gideon, how were the names chosen back in the day? It wasn't just Google. No. No. How were biblical names selected? You weren't just given your dad's name. You were given a name that represented, that, that your, your, your parents felt represented your characteristic. It was always, almost always, Holy Spirit led. So Gideon, a man who cuts down, one who cuts down, is standing in a wine press threshing wheat. Why is this important, Brother Eddie? Okay, let's explain some stuff here. Uh, a threshing floor was where wheat used to be threshed. When you thresh the wheat, you beat it against the ground, and then you throw it up in the air, and the husk and the actual kernel of the wheat separate in the wind. So threshing floors were located on the countryside, on the hillsides of the country in this biblical time. It was usually a flat surfaced area that was pounded out, laden with bricks and stone, but it was near the top or at the top of a hill where the wind could actually catch the husk of the wheat and blow it off. Because and, the good stuff has weight. The good stuff has weight. Yo, the come good on. That's, stuff that's, has that's, weight. That's, that's, another, that's another topic <laughs> for another pod. The good stuff if has weight. If it's blown weight. away by a simple wind, it ain't no good. It, come on Ooh, now. Come on. Keep on going. Let me stop. <laughs> so as the wheat was being collected, it would, it would drop down to the bottom and they would be able to just scoop it up. But, the Bible says Gideon was in a wine press. Doing wheat things in a wine place. Wine presses were down low, mm -hmm. closer to the valley, because it was, hum it, it was more uh, humidity controlled. It was more uh, away from the sun, so they can actually start the fermentation process when they would, would um, uh, grind the grapes and they would smash the grapes. And it was hidden away. That was the key to Gideon's plan. That was the, 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 chaos, the chaos to his madness was to hide food away. He thought to himself, the man who cuts down thought to himself, I will be safer in a wine press than I will on a hilltop because the Midianites were everywhere. Scripture says they were all over the place. They would constantly raid them and steal from them and completely destroy their crops. So fear makes you act out of nature, out of your design nature, out of your destination. Fear, fear. Makes, fear makes you do wheat things in a, in a wine, wine place. place. Yes, in a wine press. That's what fear does. So when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Hmm. The angel of the Lord says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon responds, pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders and their ancestors that told us about what they said? Do not the Lord, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Now we went from fear to doubt. Come on. Hang on. Hang on. Roller the Lord coaster. turned to him. <laughs> the, learned, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have. And save Israel out of Midian's hand. I am I not sending you? Again, Gideon responds, Pardon me, my Lord, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, 
and I am the least in my family. Mm. The Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all of the Midianites, leaving none alive. Let's break this down. Okay, it's just it it's a battle of of identity crisis like <laughs> when your creator is literally telling you yo see that's the thing he didn't know so he did because he responded lord he didn't know that he was lord he had a respect towards him but he didn't know what what he was talking about because mm. as jesus because it was jesus the angel of the lord a, re an, a, uh, a representation of jesus himself reflected in the old testament okay as biblical scholars believe jesus tells him the second of the trinity the physical embodiment of god himself is sitting in front of him and telling him mighty warrior mm -hmm. go in the strength that i have given you so he's speaking what his true identity is words because life comes from what hearing and hearing the word mm. he is literally uh, securing in gideon the identity that was that, that he was known by in heaven and Gideon couldn't recognize it. Why? Because he continued to, to abide and throw on himself this identity of weakness. He, he saw Gideon inside. You're in a low place and you're dead. So I have to speak life and raise you back up because mm. you're you've hit a physical low because you're in a wine press. You've hit an emotional low. You've hit an identity crisis low. You've hit a self-esteem low. Sounds like a lot of us. The angel of the Lord used his heavenly appointed name and not his earthly accepted broken attributes. But mm. Gideon could not get it. But because of shame and broken human nature, Gideon continued to respond in brokenness. Brother Eddie, what does Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, Extreme Makeover, Soul Edition, Soul Edition and Gideon all have in common? <laughs> Let me go ahead and throw one more piece into this puzzle here, and we're going to go ahead and start following this, because this is where it gets good. Yep. Have you ever heard of the study of epigenetics? Uh, up until yesterday, no. And then my mind was blown. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the study of epigenetics is the study of changes in organisms caused by gene expression modification rather than gene expression alteration mm. of the genetic code itself. Simply put, epigenetics is the study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work by switching them, quote unquote, on, on and, and off. off. Bro. Okay. Where's all <laughs> this leading, brother Eddie? Where's all this leading? Okay, I got you. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Gideon was being dealt with by God himself to be pulled out of what he was used to so that he can move into something that was brand new mm. for his life. In doing so, there had to be a process. In doing so, there had to be a remodeling hmm. of Gideon. Oh, yeah. In doing so, Jesus, the Ty Pennington of this story, examined <laughs> the, examined, we're being, we're being, you know, 
funny, but he, he examined the situation and he saw the house and he saw the condition it was in and he saw the brokenness and he saw the weak pipes and he saw the cracked foundation and he saw the paint that was already diminished. And said and he, he, needs the, a re- the, he needs a makeover. He saw the, the broken self-esteem. Uh. He saw the doubt. He saw the shame. He saw the guilt. He saw the fear. He saw pain. And he said, it is time for you to act on your name and identity instead of what is appointed to you by all your surroundings. What does have anything to do with epigenetics? Because epigenetics is a study that was actually discovered in the 1940s and really took off in the 1960s. So we're looking at maybe 65 years. This is brand new. In the science world, it's new science. It's still still cutting edge. It's still very new. And epigenetics, I mean, what, what it does is it shows that we're not stuck to the old mindset of slaves to our ancestry. Okay, because before that, we were always studying the, the genetic biome at the DNA level, and we were stuck there. We were told it's encoded in our DNA, and that's that, and that's where we're going to stick to. And when I, when I grasped that concept, I asked myself, since when has slavery been a God concept? It's not a God concept. It's not. It's not. Debt is not a God concept. Nope. Come on, come on. Come on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Addictions are not a God concept. Uh, brokenness is not a God concept. No. no, it is not. It is encoded in us, according to the world, that oh, it's in your DNA. Oh, it's in your family bloodline. Oh, but, it's and in even your as kids, Those, bro. How many times? And this is for Christians and non-Christians alike. Those I of mean, y'all that are listening to us that have been carrying. How many times have kids? Did we hear the phrase of they can't help it because? It's just in them. Or here's the favorite parenting blame game. Oh, they got that from their father. Oh, they got that from their mother. That's on your mother's side. Mm-hmm. That's on your father's side. That's that. That's that's Adam and Eve in the garden. Ooh. Blame game. Ooh, Wait, come on. Let's go. Come on. Blame game. Why? Because yes, according to what science used to think. Because here's the here's here's the thing. Go here's go thing. go go go. Satan is is smart enough to be stupid and stupid enough to be smart (laughs) (laughs) because he thought he could take God's original design and mess it up completely and attempted to and succeeded for years because we allowed him because my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm. Okay. In this discovery of epigenetics, we discover we are not tied to what our DNA says. No. The epi in epigenetics comes from the Greek, meaning above or on top of. This is a cluster of, (laughs) hang on, hang on. This is a cluster of um, genetic material that sits on top of the DNA and it indicates to the DNA, even though the DNA is packed in a certain way to identify what that cell is or to create whatever it is in that life form, it it, it, it causes, like it said, like I said before, a off on switch effect so let, let's go a little bit deeper epigenetics was studied um 9-11 okay i read a study that said uh women that were pregnant during 9-11 during that day when it happened when they were um exp- if they were exposed if they were close by they were exposed to the trauma they were exposed to the the smells the sounds the sight everything afterwards those that those that survived uh that gave birth Afterwards, uh, they did studies on these kids 
These kids were born with an innate fear of loud noises, crowds, Bro. strange people. Bro. And they were never traumatized to that, you know, personally. Yeah, they so weren't, how that, how they that weren't physically there to see it. How does that happen? Because in the mother's genome, g- genome, I'm sorry, in the mother's genome, those trigger points were turned on. And she passed them down to her kids. Oh, come on. Now we're going to get deep. Now, now we're going to get deep. She passed them down to the offspring. In rats, there was another study. In rats, I saw that they one. take they take a, a female rat and a male rat, and they terrorize them. Basically, what happened was they they've implanted this little like a wire dial or something that would electrocute them every time they would smell fruit. In that, they were constantly being exposed to this type of fruit, and they were constantly going to reach for it and would would get a, get a shock. Yeah, like a shock. Zapped, right to the point where. Once they would smell the fruit, they would run to the opposite direction of the cage and stay as far away from it as possible to avoid getting shot. And then they had kids. They let them breed. The pups, the the babies, were then placed after a certain age in a cage. With the fruit? They studied the, the, the pups. They never put the electrodes in the pups. The pups were never terrorized with the electric. And the they didn't shot. want nothing to do with it. They ran from the yeah, fruit. Yeah, I read bro. that in the TED Talk. They ran from the fruit. They ran from the fruit. How does that work? No, but in the study that I read on the TED Talk, then they did it for the children. Mm-hmm. The second generation. The second generation. The, the children of the, of the original. The ones children that, of yeah. the children, and they wouldn't, they go, near wouldn't the go near the fruit. Yeah. Oh. Why? Now we're talking about what? Generational curses. curses. Yo, we've heard it. We hear it. These are churchy words, right? Quote mm-hmm. unquote, churchy words, churchy phrases. Nah, my man. These aren't churchy phrases. This is God established like principles. This is in the word. Like, yes. We can see scripture. I, I forgot where, what um, scripture it was, um, what verse, but it says the scripture says that uh, God will visit the iniquities of the father to the third and the fourth generation. But my man, do you know what fourth and third and fourth generation is? Hmm. So let's get like, back. Let, let, that's let, let, a long time. Yo, let's get back to Gideon. Let's get back to Gideon real quick. He realizes that it's Jesus he's talking to because he sacrifices. He, he makes a sacrifice and, and the sacrifice is consumed in front of him. And he realizes that I've seen the son of man. I've seen the son of God. And he is comforted by the voice of God and says, you know, you will not die. But he also gets another instruction. Okay. Verse 25. That same night, the Lord said to him, take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old, tear down your father's altar to Baal. Hang on. Mm. Y'all better put your seatbelts on. Tear down your father's altar to Baal Mm -hmm. and cut down the Asher pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on the top of this height where the other altar was on top of it. Okay. Using the wood from the Asher pole that you cut down, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took 10 of his, of his servants and did as the Lord said, but because he was afraid of his family, still hanging on to doubt and fear, (laughs) still hanging on to doubt and fear. Okay. Because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. In the morning, when the people of the town got up, there was Baal's altar demolished 
with the Asher pole beside it cut down and the second bull sacrificed on the newly built altar. They asked each other who did this. When they carefully investigated, they were told Gideon's son of Joash did it. The people hmm. of the town demanded of Joash, bring out your son. He must die because he has broken down Baal's altar and cut down the Asher pole beside it. But Joash replied to the hostile crowd around him. Are you going to plead Baal's cause? Dang, man. <laughs> Are you trying to defend him? Are you trying to defend or to save him? Whoever fights for him shall be put to death by morning. But if Baal really is a god, he can defend himself. He can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. Yo, he snapped. And he was the one who built it. You let's let's hold on. let's not even let's not even hold on. We can't we can't we got, can't, got because we can't if, miss there's, these points. if there's generational curses, there's generational healing. We can't miss these points. My man, Joash built the altar. Where did Joash get the custom of, of worshiping Baal? We can only assume now, having the, the, the evidence of epigenetics, seeing that in our, our in our biology, we can link to, oh, maybe he was, it was in his DNA. It was in him to worship. It was in, to, to worship Baal. It was in him to go. But to, where to, he to got in nature versus nurture. It's, there's different aspects of it where in the TED talk I was listening now, before it was just nature and nurture. Now it's nature, nurture, and epigenetics. So. It has to be. Because now when we see he, that, that. He was exposed to idol worship. Oh, it's the just father. It's just it's just what our family does. We're religious. We go we go to mass on Christmas Eve and, and who else says and, that a lot? It's just what we do. <laughs> we do. We the church. Say, the church says that. But yeah. why? Show me you were in the Bible. Said it's just what we do. Yeah, but can you give me a verse that it's just what we do? So then you have people asking questions. But can you explain to me where this comes from? It's we're just what living, we do. We're living in this church day and age society in the do as I say, not as I do mindset. Come, come. <laughs> that is not relationship. That is religion. That is not relationship. That is religion. Joe Ash set up the altar, which means he was taught by his father religion and passed the religion down to Gideon. Yep. Baal was supposedly one of the gods of fertility that was being worshipped. The Asher pole was the significance of the mother god that birthed Baal. Yet all the only thing Baal birthed in fertility was fear, doubt, and shame. Because when he was still worshipping under his father's example, Gideon was wine, was threshing wheat in, wheat a, wine in a wine press. press. Because as we're still living in the, in, in the sins of our fathers, we are still threshing wheat products in a wine press. We don't want people to see our fruit because we're ashamed of it, but we also don't want people to know our secret sin. Well, and on. because we don't talk about this, and this is where parenting comes in so much, it's like, how many children? Yo, and when we say parenting... We're not talking about mom and dads only. Yo, I, no. I, we, you're talking mm. to two. You're talking to two people that have been have, raised by like a million people. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, 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 we come from a mindset of village. The village mindset. A village mindset. Yo, it, it does take a village, but it takes a village of godly centered people. But now here's the thing. Now, how many children have gone down a road being accused of being a certain way? By the same people who built the altar. See, 
That's and that's where this point comes in. That's where it's extreme makeover soul edition because now God in the form of Jesus turned his attention from the people to one person in particular. Mm. Bro, sometimes you have it to only take so, one, man. Sometimes you have to use the minuses to reach the masses. Come on. Sometimes Come you got on. sometimes you got to use the minus to reach the masses. Sometimes he's got to go down on. to one person. Sometimes why me, God? Why me? Why am I the one that's going through this? Why am I the one that's being broken down? I'm sorry. I'm getting hype and I'm getting it's cuz it's hitting close to home. No, scratch that. It's not hitting close to home. This is hitting me square in the eyes. Okay? We're going to go be real. We're going to be real. Um 23 will go down in infamy for me. Uh <laughs> I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> Uh, 23 will go down in infamy for me. Why? Because I actually got to that point where I literally cried out to God and was like, God, why me? What is it that you want with me? You've supposedly called me. You've supposedly uh, uh, ordained me. You supposedly have, have I've, I mean, raised in the church, sleeping under the pew, musician by eight years old, uh, just preaching the gospel by six years old, baptized. I've I mean, and, and you're talking to, I know this is a non-denominational podcast, but you are talking, you are being spoken to. We are talking, having a conversation with you, uh, coming from the, fr- from, from the lips of two very caffeinated, charismatic Caribbeans, okay? <laughs> so we believe in the move of the Holy Spirit. We Absolutely. believe in, in, in manifestation, manifestation of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. And, and the speaking in other tongues with interpretation. And we believe in the rapture and the coming of Jesus Christ. We believe all these things. These were principles that were given to us. But what wasn't given to us was tools to fight against our ancestral. Mm. Come on. And the thing is, that I saw this the other day on Facebook and it said a lot of times we yell out to God, God, why has everyone abandoned me? And God's response is, finally, I have you to myself. Oh, come on. Come on. Mm. Yo, I'm telling you, 23 was rough. A lot of people went through some things, but 23 was rough. Last uh, year was marker, probably one of the worst years in, of my life. In, in, in the marker of my history, 23 was rough. And let me tell you, I thank God uh, that I've had the experiences that I've had. Why? Because 23, in, in, in 2023, God showed me something. Okay. I'm sitting in go. church. I'm sitting in church. We're having co- what's called corporate prayer on Tuesday mornings. We're just praying in the spirit. We're just, I mean, we're pushing, we're interceding. And I'm and I'm sitting there and and I'm listening to my pastor's wife bring a word. And she starts talking about this third and fourth generation, generational curses, this, that, and the third. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I've heard about this, but I I don't I don't know what 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 I mean, I really don't know if this is even true or not. I need you to reveal yourself to me in some way, something. Right. So I'm sitting here praying to myself while they're preaching the word. My man, I have vision. Suddenly I'm on a dialysis table. I'm looking at myself with this dialysis table and I've got two ports, one in each arm. So when they do, you know, dialysis, they have one port usually on one arm where they extract the blood, they filter it and they return it. Well, it looked like I had two ports, which to me meant I was donating blood, which meant to me, I instantly thought, oh, I'm, 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 the life is being sucked out of me. No, I felt the Holy Spirit touch my heart and say, no, what you're getting is a blood transfusion. We're going back through your ancestral See, see, line see, because we're going to hit that in a bit when it comes to being born again. But that's literally what it is. That's we had to come to a point in, in, in Gideon's life that God had to literally work with him at the cellular level at the molecular well, level. here's the thing in the old doing... testament god says multiple times Yo, there's the life people. the life 
is in the blood. There's multiple people that God had to use that this uh, this epigenetic study with, and they never even knew it was happening. Moses, mm. Moses was born out of a product of his nature. He was sent down river. He mm. was raised to be a scholar, to be educated, to be authoritarian to be wise in all that was Egypt and what had to happen. God had to reach down from heaven and switch off the epigenetic molecules in his body to be able to pull him away. Why was Moses having to be sent down? And what is Satan is always attacking, bro? What is Satan always attacking? Bloodline. Because why was why was he so afraid of bloodlines? Because, because the, the glory of the what, latter house will be greater than the former. Bro, let's even go. Genesis, oh, Genesis. He said, "From the womb of the woman." Yes, yes. From yes, the yes, yes, yes. From the womb of the woman. Yes. Will be born. He, he who will, will step, step on, on your, your head. head. Come on. Yes. So he, why did Abraham? Why was Moses sent down the river? What was fair? What did Pharaoh always do? The multiple pharaohs in the Bible. What did they always do? Kill the babies. Kill the babies. Kill the babies. We can King stop Herod. the bloodline. We can stop King it. Herod with Mary and Joseph. What kill was him. the command? Kill them. Kill the babies. Two years or under, kill them. Oh, so if, if bloodlines aren't real, if this is nonsense and the church wants to talk like that doesn't exist, then why was Satan always attacking bloodlines? David. God had to reach down and change his mentality. Why? Because he was another Gideon. You want another proof of generational? Behavior, Abraham lied about his wife being his sister. Mm -hmm. Jacob lied and said he was Esau. Mm -hmm. They're repeating. Isaac lied the same thing that his father, Abraham, lied about his wife being his sister. Isaac did the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. Then Jacob lied about being Esau. And then when Jacob was lied to by the father and Leah, how dare you deceive me? Bro, are you kidding me? You're just getting a piece of your own medicine that the last three generations have been doing. And yet, and yet, the God of God, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and, and Jacob. Jacob. Oh, come on. Come on. You guys can't see us yet, but we're out here. <laughs> we are, I'm about is, to jump out the window. About to run two laps. Listen, it had to happen. It has to happen. The church has to wake up to this reality this is a real thing this is not there, a theory there, this no. is not a guess no 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 no. there are studies that are actually being written by christian scholars about epigenetics that are actually saying you know what oh and all it's biblical the, <laughs> because that that's what i got here all, all of the darwinistic writings now have to be uh, retested and rewritten because this is proving science is proving god science is proving science is proving calvinism wrong but that's oh, gonna be on. that's that's, that's mm, gonna be in part that, that's come on look Mm. Oh, because we're destined. Mm. Anyways, continue. I'm not. We're not ready yet. We're not ready for that. Come on. So God had to work with Gideon before He gave him a victory. God had to give him a restoration before He gave him a revolution. God had to give him a purification before He gave him power and presence. God had to take him to the operating room before he put him in an operator's situation, position. God had to take him, the cardiologist of cardiologists had to go down and give him a heart transplant from the bottom up so that when he stood before his adversaries, 
all they saw was a reflection of the new bloodline, mm. which was Christ in him. Yo, the church has to wake up to this. Yes. The church has to wake That's up to I'm this. Let me to tell say. you something. The church has to wake up because, like, like I said, we're PKs, you know, we mentioned it last episode, raised in this. Yo. And the thing is that with took, PKs, it takes it to a whole nother level, bro. It took this, it took this past year for me to hit the floor and cry out to God and say, God, I want to know you. I don't want to know dogmatic precepts. Oh, okay. Because here's the thing. Let, let, me, let me throw this bone here. And like I said, this, this is this part for all the PKs who are listening. And I need you. And for all the pastors who have children. Leaders. Leaders who have children in the world. Children who have left the home and become rebellious. And all you do is, is you're speaking ill of them. Make sure. That you're not Gideon's father, that yeah. your son is hiding in fear in a wine press because of an altar that you built. Maybe it's time to stop shedding light so much on the negative and start calling him out by the identity of heaven. Maybe it's time to start calling you out from, from out of the darkness. Maybe it's time to start calling him out and say, you are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are not confused in your sexual identity. You are mm. not confused in your orientation. You are not confused in your beliefs. I will love you to the very end because God loves you. And I will show you what it is to be an example of someone who's willing to go back and, and humble myself to break down what I need to break down in my bloodline so that when you step up to the plate, you can then have a launching pad for your generation to take off and the one after that to follow. Hmm. This is so good. This is so good. Gideon had to be transformed. Yo, we've got to be transformed. We have to stop thinking, oh, it's unfortunately, I'm 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 just it's stuck in me. Like I can't I can't help it. I I, I just I can't Yeah, we hear the phrase, oh it's, it's in my DNA. I can't help it. Mm, you can. It's just it's just how I am. I'm just I'm just we're we're just we have an attitude and that my my my, my whatever you know, ethnic group you. Oh yeah, raised. that's how Puerto Ricans are. That's how us Dominicans are. This is how white people are. This is how black people are. And we make everything. Mm. Come on, mm. come on. It's not this a race not, issue. It's not. This it's is an what, epigenetics issue. This is a heart thing with the epigenetic man. I'm telling you, and it's connected to... between two realms. And when you keep, mm. and the thing is, the thing is, unless you, unless you identify it. And make a conscious choice to switch it. It will not turn off or on. You have to be because we don't have the have power the to do it. To see the thing is, so think about it like this: you walk into a room, okay, and the lights are on, and you look over to the wall, and you see a, a where the light switch should be. There's just a white blank cover. That's DNA. The lights are going to stay on. That is slavery to our ancestry. That is Jesus once saved, switch. always saved. The electrician of all electricians came in and said, and I'm cutting that. I'm going to give you the power to turn it off. Because it's turn free it will. It's so based you... off of free will, exactly. You, my, my people, my family, fam, destructive doctrine, fam, we need to wise this, up This is this. the kind of stuff we're disrupting. We need to wise up to this, yo, in our churches, in, in our doctrines, please, in our mindsets. It, it, you are not stuck with what you were given. 
God can change it if you are allowing him to actually change it. If you truly allow yourself to be changed, it can change. Yep. If you truly allow it to be demolished and broken down and the Asherah pole used as the wood for the fire and the new altar be built in your life, your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children, if Jesus were to tarry, will see a difference. There will be a difference seen through them, through the fruit that comes out of them because you have changed it down to the molecular level. Because if sin and addictive behaviors and that can be transmitted, then that means godly characteristics. Absolutely. So, and and that's what we're going to be talking about. So, absolutely. We have the basis. I I told Eddie, aka Macho, my primo, I told him, it's like, yo, go full Dr. Nerd mode because we have to understand. because a lot of times the, the, the people will argue, oh, you got that from the Bible and the Bible's fake. Okay, well, let's start off with science. Mm. But now we understand through scripture that even though they just discovered it in the 40s, God established this in the beginning of his creation. So be, and now, obviously, we t- we're, we're talking about the physical aspect of it where, yes, addiction, addictive behaviors can be transmitted. If your father was an alcoholic, there's mm-hmm. a very likely chance that There's your your kids and if your mother was a drug addict and if you don't make that conscious decision to submit to the Holy Spirit and have that removed from your DNA because we're not physical creatures. The Bible says in scriptures in the Old Testament, you can eat the flesh, but not drink the blood because the love the you can eat the flesh, but not the blood because the blood contains the life. life. Hey, y'all, this is Pastor Louie. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed our conversation up until this point. Uh, I know we've gone pretty deep, and uh, it's, it's been a great conversation. God is truly moving and doing a work with this truth and this revelation that he has given us, and, and we hope that it is of benefit for everyone who is hearing. Uh, like we're always saying, we're not coming from a place of malice or judgment. We just want people to know the truth, and we want to disrupt the enemy's plans and his lies that he has used to enslave us for generations, and we hope that the truth of God's word can set you free. We will be continuing this conversation next week on part two of three of the Extreme Makeover Soul Edition, where we will be discussing the spiritual application of epigenetics. And we hope that you tune in next week to hear part two of this great conversation that we have. Um, And we hope that you've enjoyed part one. And we pray that God continues to bless your life with this word. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week on the Disruptive Doctrine podcast.